I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Valentine's Day weekend, people. Uh, a lot of good things going on in the sports world as well. You know, we got All Star Weekend. Uh, as we know, 
slam dunk contest, three-point shootout tonight. We're going to get in that a little later on. Also, we're going to get some shout-outs, you know, call into the show today, 646-378-0298. You can shout-out to that to that lovely person in your life or that lovely lad or that lovely lass in your life, and uh, we'll go from there. But um, like I said, like we do every week, like we do every weekend on the show before we even get started with anything, we're going to jump into the Daily Devotional. And the Daily Devotional actually comes from John 15, 12, and 14. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Let's think about this here. Give you a little story. If you love somebody, say you got a significant other, you love them like you love yourself, right? Well, here's the story. One of the most intense expressions of human love is the protective instinct parents have toward their children. There is little most moms and dads wouldn't do for a baby. If a truck posed a threat to the little one, it wouldn't surprise us if they jumped in front of a moving vehicle without a second thought. Wouldn't you like to be cared for this kind of intensity? You are, in fact. The Lord's love towards you is far deeper than and more secure than that of the most caring, tuned-in human parent. And what God did for us is proof. Romans 5 and 8 says, that while we're living in disobedience, he sent his only son to die on the cross for us. Think about a father giving up his child for people who choose to rebel against him. What a tremendous sacrifice. Jesus' death took the place of the punishment that we deserved. If we accept this gift and decide to follow God, he no longer sees us as guilty. Rather, he justifies us, makes us righteous, and changes our ultimate destiny. Instead of facing everlasting separation from him, we will enjoy his presence eternally. What's more, Almighty God adopts us as his children forever. Our Heavenly Father guides, protects, and counsels us as we walk through life and promises us that we are secure in him eternally. How incredible is the creator of the universe would love you and me in, in this way? Do you know and experience the security and sweetness of his care? Gratitude and praise should flow from your heart. In turn, love others deeply out of thankfulness for the love that you have received. Those are strong words right there. And that's just like in any relationship. When you love somebody as much as you say you do, then you'll fight. You don't give up. But there are some that do, and there are some that stick Throughout with you through thick and thin. But hey, who am I to judge? We're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We go a little kind of Cassidy for you, a little framework.
those sky that's mine, I don't wish I climb My old ceilings denied, the daytime arrives Your nightmares confirm, my whole tribe's alive We stay fitted for the finish, never ask why Six grades, he's telling me I can't fly My hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high So understand, got the city on standby Finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong 5 a.m. up in the morning, we ducking the light Earn time through the habits we usually own Saving up, had to spend it on nothing, that's right That's a hell of a night The drag swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the seats clinging the same dream A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings We up late again, plotting on the same thing Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing But hold up, let them picture this no pills, it's still limitless. <laughs> Recouping the true essence, the legends who passed on. Live forever while we reminisce. True precision, I get forever and never miss. Signature sound like signing down on a dotted wind. Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit. Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips. Copping medallions while my people starve. I think the public getting blind to what honesty is. I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A liar, well y'all liars rely on the same subject The drag swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the seats clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Applying on the same thing. Yeah. About to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell, plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same things, trotting on the quest to with a guess, that's what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get flame, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try stack up for the gen. Try snatch for the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my men don't make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That's the semi-automatic You can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers Playing dress up You in the wrong set The thought I tell you The rap game is not a pageant It's tragic Since the young and been busting bum To get out the gutter Avoiding trouble And now I'm buzzing Due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles Waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming Only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing why you guys are steady napping? Treasure my presence like pirate chess. I'm spitting crack, release the cracking. Kyle moving back, and so I hope you rappers started packing. Hey, uh, 
dead and evicted And even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed the tape We've been working hard, people never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet Bet, bet, bet it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Welcome back to the Press Watson and Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. That was my man, Connor Cassidy, featuring that, that young, fabulous young man, Kyle Bent. That, that was framework. So check him out. Check him out. Check him out on his Twitter page, Connor TK Cassidy. Check him out on Facebook, Connor, Connor TK Cassidy. So we're going to jump right into it. NBA All-Star Weekend is, is upon us now, and it's a fun time for everybody if you're a basketball fan. I'm not, I'm not a big professional basketball fan, but I am, I am a Bulls fan. I'm a Bulls fan to heart. Shout out to my man Jimmy Butler. Uh, get well soon. We are gonna need you out there on the court, baby boy. But we gonna, gonna talk about you know talk about the rising stars game, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you just like this, man. These rising stars. I, I actually watched a part of this game last night, and <laughs> Zach Levine's gonna be a baller when when he grows up. I'm just saying. I mean, we all know what he can do dunk wise. We all know what he can do defensively. But he opened up and had had pretty good game offensive wise in that Rising Stars game, even though it was a little bit of lacking on the defensive side. But but the boy can ball, man. The boy can ball. He had thirty points and seven rebounds. As he led the world team against, as the U.S. beat the world team 157-154 in the Rising Stars Challenge last night. And, you know, it, it was it was a really good game because you, you sit up here and you think about this. The Minnesota Timberwolves probably have the youngest roster. And they got, and they got, a stable full of young stars. Andrew Wiggins is going to be a star. Zach Levine, you saw what he did last year in the slam dunk contest. You saw what he did last night. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, Kentucky kid, you know, he's just a rookie. So, I mean, this is very, very exciting, not only for me, but for the league as a whole. I mean, and then you add in Ricky Rubio, you know, as Pretty dang good point guard. I mean, you got a pretty good front, you know, pretty, got a pretty good four right there. You got in the veteran, the old man, grandpa of the group, 
Kevin Garnett. I mean, you've got some got some really good things happening and going on. You know, they're still going through the growing pains, but I see them making the playoffs way before the Sixers. So that's just the way I I look at it. But uh, you know, has some great points. There's some great great team, great great players also playing this game. Uh, Porzingis from from the Knicks. He scored 30 points. Uh, Emmanuel Moody scored 30 points as well. 10 assists as well. Um, Andrew Wiggins had 29. Jordan Clarkson of the, of the Lakers had 23 for the American side. But I mean, this is this is something very, 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 very nice. Uh, Alfred Payton, Jabari Parker also played in this game. Um, I mean, so it, it, it's it's very very exciting to see a lot of these young players who didn't make it to the All Star game, you know, playing this in this Rising Stars Challenge, and these are some very good Rising Stars, and that wasn't even the highlight of the night. I mean, the fact that you know you have guys on the court at the same time, like a like a Jabari Parker. Um, <laughs> I mean Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, players like that. I mean, y'all said other players come in and play, but it it really felt it really felt really close to home when you, when you think about it, and um, very excited about it. And you know that wasn't even the highlight of the night. You know, earlier in that earlier in, in the night, you know. The All-Star Celebrity Game was played, and it was a USA versus Canada type deal where they had Drake as a head coach for Canada, and Kevin Hart, who's a four-time MVP of the Celebrity All-Star Game, um, who, quote-unquote, announced his retirement uh, last year after winning his fourth MVP award, um, It, that was this was a lot of fun. I actually I actually watched this entire game and I didn't know that Canadians that the Canadians had a lot of good players that could ball the way they could and um and um you know I mean Wim Butler who's the lead singer for for Arcade Fire um along with the Property Brothers. Drew and Jonathan Scott, if you remember, if you know them from HGTV's Property Brothers, they were they were the front line, and um, when Butler actually won the MVP, he finished with 15 points, for, 15 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, Milos Raonic, who is a tennis player, uh, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> threw down a pretty good dunk, you know, just before halftime, and that was really good. Tracy McGrady, who's an American, played for you know former Raptors player. He played for Team Canada. He played. He he finished with 18 points. He played in the game as well. Um, but this is all fun, you know. Just watching, watching, looking at Drake. He's in a three-piece suit. I mean, he's looking like a coach, and I mean, he's looking like an actual actual basketball coach. And you look at you look at Kevin Hart, who actually looks like a soccer coach. 
a weekend soccer coach wearing a wearing a jogging suit. He actually came quote unquote out of retirement, and uh, he said he didn't do it. He said he, he said he returned to the game to coach quote not for himself but for his country, and said that his goal was to crush Canada. Well, that didn't exactly happen the way it, it happened, but you know Drake. <laughs> Drake, you know, well, well dressed. He was well dressed for the occasion. You know, broke out the broke out the church suit or whatever. You know, so I mean, it came hard actually to play in this game as well. You know, jumping around, being crazy like normal, but um, <laughs> and you know, it, it it was just a fun time to be had by all, but. Just getting into just getting into the All Star Weekend. I'm, I'm gonna put it like this: tonight you got the skills competition. You got the skills competition. Who I, you know, there's some great front runners in that in that competition. You got, you got the three point shootout. I mean, Clay Thompson, JJ Reddick, um, Chris Bosh is in that competition. I don't ask. Um, JJ Reddick's in that competition. JJ Reddick, congratulations to the Dukey. Hit his 1,000th career three um, in the game this past week. So, I mean, you got some guys who 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 are close to that 1,003 mark, 1,003s mark. I mean, this is Steph Curry's third year. I'm sorry, sixth year, and he's closing in on the 1,003s in a career already. So, Clay Thompson. Same thing. He's in his fourth. He's in his fifth year, and he's closing in on on that as well. So that marked as well. So I mean, you, you got some great, great players coming on. Coming on, you know, in this in this in this thing, and you know, honestly, I think I think the person that's going to win this this three point shootout. I mean, you got to look at the Splash Brothers. You got to look at J.J. Reddick. I mean, but, I mean, we all know Steph's going to win it. But I like Clay Thompson in this. I like J.J. Reddick. I mean, pure shooters, probably the, probably the best <laughs> catch-and-shoot players in the game right here, in the game, or it's going to be in this, in this three-point shootout. So, I mean, I'm just very excited about about what's going to happen in, tonight, and, and it, it, like I said, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun night. And I mean, let, let's just look at it this way. The skills challenge. I mean, let, let's look at let's look at the. For the skills challenge, and this is that's a pretty dang good field. And I mean, Emmanuel Mujai will be in. He's he's actually going to be in for Patrick Beverly uh, because Patrick Beverly got injured. Demarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Jordan Clarkson, C.J. McCollum of the Trailblazers, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, 
this is this is a pretty good lineup of, of players in there. And the fact that you got some front court players that are that are gonna do the skills challenge, that tells you the versatility of the league and what it's become over the past uh few years. Excuse me. You know, Demarcus Cousins, he's a center. You know, but he's got great hands. He can you know, he's got got a great mid range jumper. Got great court vision, but can he make that bounce pass? You know, can he make the bounce pass that everybody, you know, that everybody kind of struggles with during that skills competition? Can he do it? You know, that's that's yet to be seen. Anthony Davis, the brow. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what he can do going up and down the court. We all know that we all know his versatility. He can play the three, play the four, play the five. So I mean, like he can play all three front court positions. So. Let's see what he can do with that with that jump with with his mid range jumper, and also with his with his passing ability. So, and this is this is a pretty good a pretty good lineup, a pretty good pretty good lineup. I'm I'm excited to see the lineup, but I think a lot of people really want to know about about. You know the three point contest, and I, I think even though the slam dunk contest is always the last thing to do, but let's think about this here. <laughs> I mean, you got some. This is probably deeper than the than than the slam dunk contest has been. Of course, Chris Bosh is injured, so you know we had to take Chris Bosh out, out of the equation. You know, and I don't even know why he was in, in in this in the first place. But yet I digress. Defending champion Steph Curry is back in. James Harden, Clay Thompson, Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton, who's probably got the sweetest stroke of the eight guys in in this in this competition this year. But he's young. He's he's like a rookie or second year guy. I can't remember right off, but he he can surprise a lot of people. You know, he plays for Milwaukee Bucks, so he can you know surprise a lot of people. Kyle Lowry from from the Raptors, hometown kid, um, still still got some trade rumors there. Even though he just signed a big deal, um, I, don't, I don't see him moving anywhere. Devin Booker from the Suns. I mean. Again, you got eight really good shooters in, in this competition. CJ McCollum can shoot pretty well. Um, James Harden, we all know his prowess. Clay Thompson, part of Splash Brothers. JJ Reddit, again, like I said, Devin Booker again. I mean, this this lineup is is deep. This this is deep, and I'm actually looking forward to the three point contest. More so than I am for the slam dunk contest, even though, even though I'm looking forward to that too, because I want to see, <laughs> I want to see what Zach Levine's gonna do this year, like he did last year. What what's he gonna do different this year? What 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 what's gonna happen this year? You know, and there's only four participants as, as you know. As opposed to six or seven, like like it was, you know, in the past years. But you know, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton of the North of the Nuggets, Andre Drummond of the Pistons. This is gonna be some. This is gonna be fun. And 
you know, this is one of those this is one of those years where I wish LeBron would actually just, you know, stop. Stop and think, you know, maybe I can win. Maybe I can win, you know, slam dunk contest. Maybe I can maybe I can do some of these things. But, you know, I mean, he we see him do it in the pre in, in pregame. Why can't he do it? Why can't he do it, you know, all star weekend? Give the crowd what they want. The crowd's been asking for him to do it for a number of years. And this is so funny because, you know, he talks about being a man of the fans, but he doesn't do anything like this. You know, when the fans ask him, you know, hey, hey, or request you to do it, you know, you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to back off, you know. Oh, well, but yet I digress. But all in all, you look at look at NBA Saturday, All-Star Saturday night. It's going to be a fun, fun night. Starts at 7.30. If you're in the U.S., you're going to tune in on, on TNT. If you're if you're in Canada, Roger Sportsnet and TSN will will carry it in Canada. Well, I'm sorry, they will carry the slam dunk contest there. Now, I don't know about the rest of the, the rest of the skills competition, but I do know that the slam dunk contest will be on TSN as Roger Sportsnet. So, um, y'all tune in. Be good. To, be good to hear from you. So. But yeah, I digress. And we're gonna move this show on. But you know, I wanted to jump I wanted to jump into something real quick before we go before we go to break. And something that that really, really bothered me about last week and you know, I wasn't gonna talk about Super Bowl, but something that really bothered me last week is um is the post game uh talks, post game interviews. Um, one in particular, Mr. Cam Newton, and uh, it's very hard to to stomach a loss, but it's also harder to to speak with the media after a loss. But you've seen quarterbacks, you've seen running backs. After they've lost the Super Bowl, you see them graciously give out interviews. Well, when you look like you're sulking during an interview and you walk out of your interview, that just further shows what kind of a person that you are and what throwing up that you have to do. And some of the times I don't agree with what Charles Barkley says about, about certain people or about what he what he says. Or what he says, but I will 100% agree with Charles Barkley in this sense, and I will 100% agree with Shaq in, 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 in the other sense. Win or lose, I mean, what Charles Barkley said was exactly right. You go running to the media when you're winning, but when you're losing, you give the sad face and you and you do, you know, you soak and you do this, you do that. It's like Barkley said, you got to take the bitter with the sweet sometimes. You know, good things happen, bad things happen. I mean, that's just a part, that's a part of the sports life. And he's so right about that. 
And the fact that he didn't excuse the fact that, you know, there's a difference between being a loser and a sore loser, and he's a sore loser, he didn't differentiate between that. He said, because what you did was a loser, and that's true. You know, I think Shaq said it best as well, you know. When you lose, you have to talk to the mission when you say it's not going to beat him up. He said, but he agrees that it's not right what he did. So, we're just going to leave it at that. I I don't think it was right what he did. But you live and you learn. I mean, mistakes come, mistakes go. But you at 26, you know, you got to learn to take the losing with the, with the winning. And you've done more losing than you have winning this year. The last two years, you've done more winning than you have losing. But you didn't show up. That wasn't any. That wasn't the media's fault. That was your fault for not showing up. But that's a little food for thought. We're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. I'm gonna drop off a little. I'm gonna jump off a little little moot right here. A little war eagle real quick. Shout out to my man, little little moot. Class and drop back, quarterback pass. Yeah. Might 
juke you out your shoe. Ooh, that was nasty. That nasty. On yelling war eagle, you ain't got an ass. Me ran back a hundred yards and kick on Bellman and one Welcome back to the Press Watch and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, we're going to jump into something that's very, very, you know, we're going to talk about this rivalry. Of course, we all know I'm a big Duke fan, big Duke basketball fan. You know, five losses this season. I mean, you know, not subpar, but we're still young. So, Trying to, you know, trying to get the benefit of the doubt there, but we got we got a certain opponent this week, and for lack of a better word, I mean, me as a Duke fan, I don't like I don't like this team. So I mean, we Duke plays North Carolina on Wednesday, and. For me, it's probably the best basketball rivalry in the nation. Probably one of the best. It probably rivals some of the better rivalries around the world um, in terms of the soccer derbies in, in around Europe, you know, or some of the big football games here in the SEC, SEC country, ACC country, you know, what have you. I mean, Duke, North Carolina hasn't come to blows, but it does divide families. It, I mean, it's just like any other rivalry. It divides families. It divides marriages. I mean, seriously, let's look at it this way. Duke, North Carolina, they'll be playing for the 241st time. What? Let's do the math here. When you have that many games between you, and not only do you have that many games between you, but when you played each other as much as they have, and not only that, but you see each other in in, in the ACC tournament. I mean, the fact that you're in the same conference that makes it even that makes it even that much better. You know, in the 240 meetings prior to the one this Wednesday, one that's coming up on on Wednesday, North Carolina's won 133, Duke's won 107. But Duke has a current winning streak of three straight. Now, 
when you look at it from that from that perspective, you look at you look at the tradition that this game brings. North Carolina's won twenty nine regular season championships. Duke's won nineteen. Duke's won nineteen tournament championships. North Carolina's won seventeen. North Carolina's been to eighteen Final Fours. Duke's been to sixteen. Both schools have five national championships. They're tied for third all time. This, for me, if you think about it, and and T Rex, if you're listening, I want you to call in and chime in on it as well. But Duke, North Carolina is just like Alabama-Auburn in football. They've been elite programs. You know, they're on the list of winning these programs in basketball history. And it, it makes it makes for so much drama because of some of the games that that you that we've seen on TV in the last few years, and I'm gonna tell you some of them I've been excited about, some of them I've I've, I've been hurt by. I mean, I can remember I can remember the two overtime game where Jeff Capel hit that hit that three pointer deep. I mean, deep in the game that that helped us that helped us go on. Uh, I can remember Steve Wojciechowski, who's Mark, who's now the Marquette head head basketball coach. I mean, he gets rolled over. He he gets. I mean, he basically just leaves the team. Just by pure will. I mean, making big threes in a game. In 96, 95, he missed a jumper and <laughs> and it was a loss. But then, you know, came back the next year, you know, hit a three-pointer. Gave, you know, gave us a little bit of a, a lifeline and we had a four-point lead. But, you know, we we actually lost that game as well. I mean, but... I remember Delson Brad missing a pretty good bit of a pretty good chunk of the season, and I, I was I was a senior I was a senior in high, I was actually a junior in high school when this game happened. Um, Delson Brand had missed part of the season and broke his foot, and uh, he came back. He came in that game. And basically carried that game on his on his on his back for the Blue Devils. Gave gave Mike gave Coach K his 500th win. I mean, I, I I just remember little things like that. I remember the Jeff Capel shot. I remember. I mean, I remember Carlos Boozer, you know, going crazy. You know, in the overtime game in 2000. I mean, JJ Reddick. Scoring, <laughs> scoring. I don't know how many points in one game against Duke. Showing out against Duke one one night. Uh, 
<laughs> Sean May, Sean May, you know, being that being that that down that dominant down low player for North Carolina. I mean, I remember all these different players, remember all these different these different games, and they all just just mount up in the one. But the one game that I wish that that I hated that we that that Duke lost was senior day eleven years ago, March six March six of two thousand five. Um, we had a great we had a great 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 night. A great game. Yeah, I was seeing that at Chapel Hill, by the way. And Duke was was just they were being Duke. They were they were, they were dominant on on the on the glass. They were getting it down low to Sheldon Williams. Lee Melchione was was hitting threes, and JJ Reddick um kind of he was kind of hot and cold that night. Daniel Ewing had had a pretty good ball game that night, but. Raymond Felton, Sean May, you know, they carried that game for – and Marvin Williams, they carried that game for, for Duke, for North Carolina that, that night. Winning, winning, winning short, but, you know, just – it sucked. But, you know, it really sucked. So, but – you know, one of the I'll tell you one of the, here here in the last few years, you know, <clears throat> myself and I, I was actually watching this game and Duke was down by by at one point. This is this was in 2012. I actually remember the game 2012. Austin Rivers three point shot. They were down by 12 with two minutes left in this game, and. uh Austin Rivers put them on their back, and uh, Seth Curry was was balling that night uh, as well. He didn't have as many points. Tyler Zeller was Tyler Zeller was being Tyler Zeller. Ryan Kelly, you know, he was just getting he was just getting back into the fold after you know he had a foot injury also, and he was just getting back into it as well. And I I put I put it this way. I'm like watching the clock. I see, I see, Austin dribble, 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 pulls up, and I swear, <laughs> when he shot it, I jumped up and just started screaming. I, I did. I mean, I jumped up and started screaming. And <clears throat> and I was, I, and as soon as I hit it, I just heard, I just heard. I swear, Dick Vitale, he sounded like he was about to have a heart attack. And I'm sitting up here, I'm just yelling, I'm yelling. People knocking on my door. I had the police call to my house, make sure I was okay because I was yelling so dang loud. But I was just excited. I was in that moment, you know. And <laughs> and even now, you know, when I think about it, I mean, it was just a lot of fun just to think about what happened and how it happened and, and everything. So, I mean, it, like I said, it's just really fun. And um, <clears throat> but you know, like I said, I mean, just just excited to to see what's gonna happen. I mean, of course, you know, Duke North Carolina they they got rivalries in other sports. I mean, 
um, you know, they also, you know, they have defeated the rebuild in football, and then what what happens is like they've got they've got a cup. It's just like it's just like what USC and UCLA does over the course of the year, and what Oklahoma Oklahoma State does. You know, Oklahoma Oklahoma State has the Bedlam Trophy, and um, USC and uh, UCLA they play for the Gauntlet Trophy, and basically all it is is that. All the varsity sports that every that the East team plays, they get points for those games. And um, when it comes down to it, you know the final final tabulation of of the points, you know you win a cup. And um, so North Carolina do they play for the Carlisle Cup? And you know some of the most intense rivalries is between Duke and North Carolina, especially. you know, women's basketball has been has been pretty has been doing pretty good. You know, as well as as well as North Carolina, you know, in the last few years, um, so that that's become a real a real good rivalry. But but let's let let's move. Let's go ahead and talk about this. Since let's segue into the biggest team rivalries. Not only in U.S. sports, but around the world. I mean, some of the biggest rivalries that you don't hear about, but you can look and go on YouTube and you can read about, you can hear about, you can you can pretty much just just guarantee yourself to know that some of these rivalries, I mean, have come with big consequences, life and death consequences. I mean, but let, let's just put it this way. I can I can give you a couple of soccer rivalries, you know, by me being a big soccer guy, as well as being a big college football and UFC, UFC guy. But around world football, around, around you know, World football, soccer. I mean, you have. I mean, let's start off in Italy, for one. You have Roma Lazio, which is the Roman Derby, you know, Derby di Capitale. The capital city of Italy, Rome is. Roma being from the city, Lazio being from being the province uh, where Rome is is located. You have a lot of fans. The Roma Roma is the working class team, the blue collar team. That's where a lot of the the fans are from from the inner city of Rome. The Lazio fans are from the outskirts of Rome. Um. Around the province, but they play in the same stadium, so it it's so intense. It's so it's so intense inside the stadium. There's been deaths. There's been fan violence. There's been a lot of things that happened in this rivalry. I mean, it is so 
intense that every time I every time I hear that it's on that 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 they're gonna play, I actually try to find it online or find the channel to tune in on or go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something just to watch this game because you know how intense this game's gonna get. You just know how intense it's gonna get. It's the same thing with with Rangers and Celtic. Rangers and Celtic. The two Glasgow teams, I mean, you haven't seen that rivalry in a few years because Rangers going bankrupt and getting relegated and, you know, having to rebuild themselves. But <laughs> just, I mean, this that, that game has political and, and religious connotations all over it. I mean, you look at Rangers who are basically Protestant, sympathizes with the English, you know, with Britain. You have Celtic who are basically Catholic and they sympathize with the Irish. You know, it's a lot of race. You know, a lot of race wars, a lot of religious things going on with it. Protestants versus Catholics. I mean, a lot of people call it the Holy War. I mean, other people call it the Old Firm because that's what it is—the Old Firm. I mean, you, whether you're in whether you're in the, the east side of, of Glasgow or the north side of Glasgow. You just know when that game's about to come around. They don't even play this game at night anymore because of the drinking and then the potential for violence. I mean, they actually make all the Rangers fans leave before they let the Celtic fans leave at at Ibrox, which is where Rangers play, or at Celtic Park where, where, of course, Celtic plays. You know, the home fans have to leave first, and then the visiting fans can leave. That's how intense this rivalry has gotten. And then in the cup games between the two teams, it is so intense that you have to enter on one side of the stadium or the other. And there's a barrier around you. Around you. It's right in the middle of the stadium, there's a barrier where Celtic fans are on one side, Rangers fans on the other side, depending on who's the home team and who's the visiting team, that's how crazy that this rivalry has gotten. And the intensity is on the field as well. I mean, a lot of hard tackles, a lot of lot of fights happening between the managers and things of that nature. I mean, we look at I mean we look at um, look at other American sports like we look at hockey, we look at. Chicago, St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, Detroit, Toronto, Boston, Boston, um, Montreal, Montreal, Toronto. I mean, Calgary, Edmonton. When we we look at look at hockey in that in that sense, look at look at college football in the sense. I mean, between Michigan, Ohio State, the hatred between Alabama, Auburn, the hatred between Georgia, Alabama. You know, the hatred between Clemson and, and South Carolina. Florida and Florida State, 
Miami and Florida State. I mean, I mean, shall we go on, on and on and on? These are some of the some of the most intense rivalries, some of the best rivalries. We haven't even talked about Army Navy, which is probably the best rivalry because these are brothers in arms. They can be intense on the field, but off the field, they're brothers. I mean, they're fighting for a better for they're fighting for a bigger cause. So, you know, when you look at the biggest sports rivalries, I mean, top ten is, is probably just simple. I mean, if I had to go with, you know, around the world, the rivalries around the world, I mean, or rivalries just in the United States, I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, and and what makes it what makes it so interesting is that a lot of these are based on who you know, what you know, what colors you wear, what they think of you, what you think of them. I mean, it, it's, it, it's that crazy. It's that crazy. And, you know, if I had to get my top ten rivalries, you know, it would go like this. I mean, of course... Ten, I would probably. I mean, I mean, ten, I would probably go with with the rivalry, something like like a Montreal, a Montreal, Toronto, uh, Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs, and then from there, I would go. There would go Chicago Green Bay and football, or. Um, Redskins and Cowboys, you know, that's always a great rivalry. I mean, you look at Alabama, Auburn, you know, that, that would be my, that would be in the top five. Army, Navy would definitely be number one. I mean, Calgary, Edmonton would be, would be that one of those rivalries. Vancouver and Calgary will be another big time rivalry I would I would throw in there. Um one of the one of the rivalries that, that nobody really talks about in in professional in professional sports, especially in the United States, is, is the soccer rivalries and you know, one budding soccer rivalry that that's that's been there for a very long time. Is the rivalry between the Cascadia uh, teams, uh, Vancouver, Vancouver, Seattle, Seattle, Portland, Portland, Vancouver. I mean, those three teams they don't like each other, and that's been and this has been going on for forty, fifty years now. But nobody really talks about those. Those rivalries because those are so underrated and nobody really watches soccer in the United States. Well, they do, but a lot of them won't admit to it. I mean, we're talking Alabama Auburn type rivalries where 
like I said, families are split. I mean, families actually fight. Families actually don't go talking to each other for a whole year because one because one guy will will absolutely roast the other, and it would get so intense between them that it it just wouldn't be necessary. So, I mean, this is what I'm talking about in terms of just just sports in, in general. Sports for some people is is not just something to do on a Saturday or a Sunday. This is something that people carry with them 24-7-365. They got it tattooed on their shoulders, got it tattooed on on their chest, tattooed on their head. I mean, you think about it, that's where it's tattooed at. I mean, but yet I digress. I mean, but it's, it's just crazy. And the Sportster is actually the Sportster dot com actually has a list of twenty five great great rivalries around the world, and I actually love some of the rivalries on that on that list. But I mean, let's look at it this way: in the ten best rivalries. In college, in, in sports, and around around the nation, uh, around the United States. I mean, you got the Giants, you got the Dodgers, which is probably, but you know that originated in New York, and then it moved from New York to to California, and it became intense, and it became more intense as the years went by, especially when. When the Dodgers fan was, when the Dodgers fan was beat up by, by a group of Giants fans, just uh, having on the Dodgers, a Dodgers jersey. So, I mean, the Cowboys and the Redskins. I mean, I mean, it was, that was just like Cowboys and Indians. I mean, that was just an intense rivalry. Um, And that was more to do with with jealousy than em- jealousy and envy than anything between the Redskins and Cowboys. Nowadays, I mean, it's an intense rivalry, but both teams suck. So you know, and both owners are starting, and both owners are acting like, well, the way owners do. But you know, it is what it is. You know, number eight is Alabama Auburn, of course. You know, if you're around, if you're around the state of Alabama, you you know what this game means to everybody. You know what that game is. You know, and if you're a baseball fan, you know what number seven is, and that's the Red Sox and the Yankees. And I'm telling you, just like this, I ain't never. <laughs> I mean, every Red Sox Yankees game that I've ever seen or I ever watched or ever watched highlights of. I mean, it's it's almost it's almost as intense as anything. And now with the division heavy schedules in baseball, I mean, these these people see each other six in six different series. They play each other 18 games in the year. 
it's not like what it used to be where you should see each other at least at least eight, nine times a year. I mean, it's not like that anymore. Um, but, I mean, in each case, it, it's intense, and it's more intense, and it's more intense. I mean, you'll see, I mean, it, in this era of baseball, you probably see it twice a month, once in once in Fenway, once in once in Yankee Stadium, and it it never gets old. It never gets old. You just tell that the people hate each other, and not because it's Boston, not because it's New York, it's because it's the Yankees and it's the Red Sox. That's just all it is to it. I mean, people settle settle it like. The Boston people that say who's better, Ted Williams or you know Ted Williams or Joe DiMaggio. Myself, I don't like either one of them. I thought Willie Mays was better than both of them. So you know, but yet I digress. And then Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas, which I think probably that's probably one of the very good rivalries there. Um, You know that brought golf to the forefront because of the envy, because of the envy of of each other. You know, Jack Nicklaus, you know, envying, envious of Palmer's popularity. Palmer is envious of Nick, Jack Nicklaus's skill. I mean, it just it made for good TV, and it made for intense TV as well. But then you look at you look at fights, you know, you look at others like the Maple Leafs, Canadians. I mean, those are original six in the NHL. One of the two of the original six. And you didn't see it as much in in the last, you know, fifteen, twenty years. Because Toronto was in the Western Conference. Uh Montreal was in the Eastern Conference. So you didn't really see it. And what made it so what makes it so different now is that the visiting fans are more louder than than the local fans in each arena. I mean, because you have I mean, cause both of these because Montreal and and Toronto they're hub cities. Pretty much, um, if you think about it, because there's so much business in, in those cities. You know, you have French-speaking Ontarians who root for who root for Toronto, and then you have others that you know. Then you have English-speaking Quebecians who root for, of course, Toronto. And it makes it so intense because the back and forth. I mean, then you have players who have played for both teams and know the and know the traditions of both teams. It 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 makes it it makes it a little makes it a little bit different. It does. It makes it a lot different than than what it used to be. And you know, you get, you get excited when you start hearing about what you know about certain about certain games, certain matches. And um, Toronto-Montreal is one of those matches. I, I mean, I remember the very first time I saw Toronto-Montreal hockey game. 
was hiking out in Canada. I was at my my dad had this big old my dad had this big old satellite when we were living in Chicago. We had this big old satellite. It picked up like so many channels, and we actually got the CBC feed. And on a Saturday, my mom, my mom and dad, they were going to work. My sisters were at home, and uh, I was in their room, and I actually saw a Maple Leafs Canadians fight, a Maple Leafs Canadians game. And it was so intense. I didn't know what it was. I was five years old at the time. It was just like, I mean, it was just like a kid in a candy store. You saw people fighting. You saw, saw people in the crowd kind of fighting. You saw, you saw some people on the ice. You saw them fighting. And it was just, it was just crazy. And that's when I realized the intensity that, that was the Maple Leafs Canadians. I didn't, I didn't, you know, really know about it, but as I got older, excuse me, and as I start seeing it, it was just that much cooler, that much cooler. I mean, I, I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, I digress. You know, moving forward, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. I wish I could. I wish I lived in this era because Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. I mean. It was you had the most intense that was probably the most intense rivalry ever, and it made it made the NBA grow. You know, there was twelve teams. You know, it was nine teams from from most of the sixties, and then the ABA came about. You know, and then the expansion started coming about as well. So. I mean, it was, you know, you start seeing them play each other 9, 10, 11, sometimes even 12 games a year. And then they were playing the NBA Finals. And that's what makes it so, so wonderful. You know, is Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain the two best centers in the world ever in the NBA? Yes, they revolutionized what the NBA is. You would not see the big <laughs> – the big lane if it wasn't for those two guys. I mean, they were so far ahead of their time that a lot of rules had to be changed just to accommodate them. I mean, just to accommodate them. That's where the three-second rule came from. That's where, like I said, the bigger lane came from. I mean, you look at guys in that era like George Mike and like a Wilt Chamberlain, like a Bill Russell. I mean... And Kobe calls himself one of those one of those guys. I'm gonna say it just like this. You you're not one of those guys. You're a great basketball player, you're a great player of this era. But if you were to go to that era in the eighties, you would not even last. Cause you can't even take the you can't even take the physicality of of the sport now. What makes you think you can take the physicality of that of the 60s and 70s and 80s, and even into the early to mid-90s. I don't think you can do it. I don't. I don't think you have the mental capacity to do it. And then you, you often say that Michael doesn't have a point. You know, he's only got six rings. Bill Russell got 11. Well, I'm going to tell you just like this. Bill Russell has 11 rings. 
He's got two more as a, as a coach. But nobody's done what Michael Jordan did. Nobody went to six NBA Finals and went six for six in the NBA Finals. He's batting a 1,000. You've been to six, and you've only won two rings. And that man, that man that they nicknamed Flash, I think his last name is Wade, he carried you to those two rings that you got. A little food for thought. But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Shout out to my man, Young Johnny. Gentlemen, 
You know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight. And I thank you for that. Hailing from Norfolk, Massachusetts. Give it up for him, y'all. Yeah. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. And daytime told me still I dream. With a cold glass filled with the feel I bring. And still it's old schooling when I ride on clean. And I could reach on to the levels above. Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Your opinion couldn't define this. And we searching only to find bliss. Steady living on, cause you can never rewind this. Living I earn, I give and I earn. Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word. I stay vivid to the dreams done. On these verses, I'm giving Cupid machine guns. So bada boom, what's love? Come on. Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They end up for recognition, we end up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my brains. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with the peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running and still, never forgetting where I came from. It's one love and one fan to the game's won. We ain't the same, son. Tailgate crew, my name is Jermaine. And, you know, just this weekend is, is a 
is a holiday weekend, quote unquote. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it's a work holiday for most. Um, President's Day on Monday. Um, <clears throat> Valentine's Day tomorrow. All Star Game tomorrow. So, why don't I just turn it over to you guys and uh, see what you guys think of, you know, giving out some birthday shout outs or some questions or whatever, whatever you may have, you know. Um, you can call me six four six three seven eight zero two nine eight. We can get this popping. I mean, you can give a shout out to your girl. You can give a shout out to you to that man in your life. I mean, anything you want to do. But uh, quick shout out, real quick, to uh, to my girl Katie Wood. Uh, today's her wedding day. So uh, congratulations to you and Daniel. Um, hope. Hope for the best for both of y'all. Hope for a long, successful marriage. Uh, love you guys dearly. Um, also, a special shout out to to my girl, uh, to my homegirl Tiffany. Her and her husband. I mean, uh, know they've been going through some things, and uh, just want y'all to know that everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna get better. Just um, so shout out to my. My mom and my dad, you know, they know how they know how I feel, you know. I hope they got some food at the house. I'm gonna come over there and raid the refrigerator later on. So I'm just letting y'all know now. You know, I'm just saying, you know, so um <laughs> but um again, those are some of the shout outs that I have. Again, shout out to my man Connor Cassidy. You know, that was a banger right there. It's called Sky's the Limit with Lyrica, with that beautiful voice. It's called Lyrica Jada. Um, Connor's my man. Uh, hopefully, I, hopefully we'll be meeting up pretty soon. Uh, go check him out. on Just check him out on his YouTube channel. Check him out on his website, Connor T.K. Cassidy. Uh, you just type in Connor Cassidy in Google search if you want to. But, you know... <clears throat> You also check him out here on the Live by Terrence Network. So, um, shout out to my man T Rex, to Wendy. Um, last week, last week, um, as you, as some of you guys don't know, um, actually Wendy and Ter- Wendy and T Rex actually had their second wedding, their second wedding and first wedding anniversary. No, second wedding anniversary. I, I get it so confused. They've been together for a while now. So, but um, but um, special congratulations to them and continued success in their marriage. Um, you know, again, shout out to Casey and Cordier. Y'all, y'all keep the love alive, you know. So, um, just a uh, just a big time, some shout outs there. Now, you know, if you want to, you want to tweet, you want to tweet me, tweet me at um, tweet me at tailgate on, at tailgate crew on on uh, Twitter. Um, you know, I'll ask any questions on Twitter as well. You know, just just hit me up. Um, But you know the other sports. You know I'm really excited about about today <clears throat> in regards to what's going on, you know, around around the world of sports. 
gonna be crazy to see Kobe Bryant in his final All Star game. It's gonna be crazy to see um see what happens in regards to other things that have that have gone on in the last twenty four hours. Oh, and one big, big special shout out before before I even go any further. The, I mean, big time shout out to to those young, to those ladies, um, of of the of the Auburn Tiger gymnastics team. They uh pulled a big upset. Um, the number eight ranked Auburn Tigers pulled an upset last night. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Put an upset last night in the Iron Bowl of gymnastics, uh, winning by twenty five one thousandth of a point over Alabama in in Auburn Arena, in front of a sellout crowd of seventy four hundred twenty four fans. Um, those ladies there, they did a great job. You know, Super Six last year. Um, more impressively, they. They're still gonna do the dang thing again. Um, would not be surprised they win the SEC championship. But what's more impressive about the Auburn women's gymnastics team is that this is the first time since 1979, 117 consecutive meets between these two schools, <clears throat> and the streak's over. Uh, we haven't won since March of 1979, so. Um, that streak is now over. Let's make a streak of our own, ladies. Congratulations. Congratulations to you guys. Um, we're about six days away from six days away from Auburn baseball opening up their season. Um about another The softball team opened up their season the other day. Um, today, you know, the second game between Oklahoma and Kansas. That's two thirty kickoff on two thirty tip off on ESPN. Um, just very excited about about what's going to happen in regards to college basketball. You know, top five upsets all over the place last week. Iowa Iowa went down a couple of nights ago. Um, Oregon got dominated by by Cal, <laughs> so I mean, it it's just it's just then one thing is another. So, but you know, again, another big shout out to my man T Rex. Uh, actually got actually got um actually did a video a video interview with with TMZ last weekend last week. On Thursday, check him out, TMZ.com. Uh, they actually did a Skype session with him where he actually um, stepped in and did some things. Also, um, shout out to my man, Dale Jackson, who, uh, if you're from the area, um, if you're from, if you're, if you're from the, the West Georgia, East Alabama area, uh, Dale Jackson of Jackson's Heating and Air um, is also a member of is also a member of <clears throat> of the Georgia Republicans uh, Association. Also, um, 
a staunch supporter of cannabis in the state of Georgia, uh, in, in particular cannabis oil for uh, for his son who is autistic. So uh, if you know anybody who, 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 has, who is suffering from autism or has had autism in the past or, you know, has is uh, dealing with autism now. Um, go and support uh, Dale Jackson and, and his and his crusade and um, help him out. Let's get this. Let's get this past the state of Georgia, guys. I mean, um, this is this is this has gone on so so far and so you know it's so deep now and. I just I want everybody to be aware that you know autism does speak, and I want people to know that <clears throat> that even though it may not affect you, it could affect somebody in could affect someone in your in your family, someone that your friend that your friend of. I mean. Just go out and and, and um, talk to the legislatures. You know, let let's get this Haley's Hope Act. Let's get let's get this thing going. I mean, because it, it's it's got to, you know, it's got to got to be a way to help. And <clears throat> and um, supporting him in his cause and. Dale, just know that I'm praying for you, praying for your son, um, and the rest of your family. And you know we're, you know, we're going this past. So, and also, man, uh, happy anniversary to you and your wife as well. So, um, so, um, you know, that this is one of the things that that I want y'all, just want you guys just to, just to. To keep aware, you know, and you know, I know that, you know, this is, you know, this is sport, you know, this is a show based on sports, but, you know, this is also a show that's more than just sports. This is this is about life and about people, you know, bettering themselves and being better for the long run. So, um, shout out to my man Dale Jackson. Um, for being for being a leading advocate for this and um I'm very proud of you. And remember autism does speak, so <clears throat> but as we as we go forward here, you know just thinking about some things here and uh Special shout out. I mean, again, um, we just—it's just been a lot of things. This has been going on, you know, within within the Live by Terrence Network. I mean, us with the TMZ, with TMZ, and you know, T Rex with TMZ. My man DJ EA, the Turntable Thursdays, and myself with the Tailgate Crew. We want you guys to know that we do this not only for ourselves, we do this for you. So, you know. Support us, support our dream, and and uh, you know, you want your music to be heard. You know, 
play it loud, play it clear, and and um, just just be proud. Be proud of what you what you have have made and what you've accomplished. So um, with that, we're gonna take a quick station break. We're gonna play some music. We'll be right back. Here's another kind of catchy song, standing on my own. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. Well, what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, that that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Way to the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck yeah. Let it rock. But you want some soul shit. Yeah. Uh, and she just keeps saying. You can't rescue me. Oh, nah. You can't save me, no. You know what? Maybe you're right. What you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought realistic Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it Said only I can reach it And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone I'll be hearing spirits so you can hear this Yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Ride it Whipping through the horizon, my time it is something better than it's ever been They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz Hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence Back to the wall where I started back in the day I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight Trying to show the autos around me that I can stand on my own Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing, I'm screaming that through the phone While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal How I ran up the standards of how we live And it's funny they pull the cam up The pics of how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone And it's just how I started by killing this on my own My word is my bond And I'm just out on my own
Because people still searching for this truth here.
And uh, but unfortunately, we had some um, some some bad uh, occurrence to come up with. Uh, my dad having a heart attack that same day, but you know, grateful to God that dad is doing well. He's up and walking, and it's almost like he he's ne- he never had a heart attack, so he, he's doing very well. So it's definitely a blessing that he he's still here. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Shout out to shout out to Papa Rex uh, and and the admin Wendy. Um, but T Rex, you had another oh, appearance yeah. this week on this this past Thursday on TMZ. And you can check that out on TMZLive.com. Is that correct? Well, actually, I think it's uh, TMZ.com. It might be. They, I mean, they might have TMZLive.com as well. But yeah, I made a, uh, we made another appearance on TMZ Live back on Thursday, uh, which was the 11th. And we talked about Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, she made some uh, insensitive comments about autistic children during one of her comedy sketches. And so the people didn't, didn't take kind to that. And I just made a comment about it that, you know, yeah, it was a sensitive or whatever. But, you know, as being a comedian, you are supposed to make people laugh and forget about their pain or whatever. But we live in a sensitive time now, and we have to be politically correct about what we say. And it it, it, it hurt the autistic community on that. Yeah, you know, and, and that kind of hits home, and it kind of, you know, is a segue to to what I was talking about earlier. You know, and, and I I knew about the whole thing with that, but I also mm-hmm. have a friend that his son is autistic, and he's yeah. been talking in front of the uh, Georgia State Congress as well, trying to get Bill HB seven twenty two. Uh, passed, which is the Improved ha- the Haley's Hope Act or HB1. Mm-hmm. Basically what it is is um, it's to legalize the use of cannabis and cannabis oil mm-hmm. for uh, medical purposes. And cannabis oil actually helps with autism. So Right. That's one of those things where, you know, it kind of hits home because being a being a friend of a guy who has a son with autism, it it hits home and that's why you know, I'm trying to, you know, build to the masses, call out to I mean, if you live in Georgia, call out to your to your legislatures and let's get this thing passed because there's a lot of kids that are going without that shouldn't have to go without. So, I mean, shout out to you, salute to you for for making that known and, you know, and seeing that that is an insensitive, insensitive thing for people to go through. Exactly, because I, I have a nephew that's uh, autistic, and you got to keep in mind, we, we might not be directly affected by the issues or problems that's going on, but you gotta you gotta realize the next person might be going through it, so we all are affected directly or indirectly by it. So you just had to keep in mind what you know, what you say and what you do. This is true. This is very very true. Very very true. So let me ask you about All Star Saturday night. Um, of course, you got the skills competition, you got the three point shootout, and we also have. 
the slam dunk competition. I mean, if you had to pick a winner for the three-point shootout in the slam dunk contest that's not named Steph Curry, <laughs> I mean, who would you who would you pick in in, in that case? Um, I'm probably gonna pick Steph Curry to win. Uh, I really need to find out who all the participants are in, in that event. I will be watching it tonight, but I, yeah, I'm picking Steph Curry to win it. Let's see. You know, some of those some of those participants include JJ Reddick, Clay Thompson, CJ McCollum, of the book of the uh, Blazers. Um, going back here, let me look again. See, so you got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kyle Lowry of the uh, of the Raptors. There's a Reddit, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, James Harden. So you got a pretty top pair lineup in in that competition there as opposed to the last couple of years. So Yeah, I, I think I I wanna say you gotta go with the Splash Brothers, man. it's gonna be between I want Curry to win, but also Clay Thompson. I think he more suited for it because if you really, if you look at how Curry game is, he get his shots off the dribble, and he seemed to shoot better off of that versus just catching shooting. Yeah. And then as I mean, far as some- Thompson, Thompson is is more of a catch and shoot type person. So, you know, you know how the three point contest is formatted with them shooting the ball off the rack. I think it it, right. it it would cater cater more to Thompson, but I think with Curry having a hot hand throughout the whole year, and he's like one of the one of a kind point guards that we have seen. I'm gonna go with him. Okay, okay. I mean, I like the youth in in this in this three parts shooting contest, and if I had to pick someone other than Steph Curry to win, I mean, I like a Chris Middleton. Cause he's got a nice form, nice form. JJ Reddick, who just hit his thousand, thousand three this past this past week. Um, he's also in this contest. I mean, you got two really good catch and shoot players like Clay Thompson and, and JJ Reddick. And I mean, I, it's such a toss up for me in, for not me not to pick Steph. Because we all know what Steph can do, we all know what Clay can do, we all know what JJ can do, but can Harden step up and be that guy? Can Kyle Lowry step up and be that be that guy to challenge the Splash Bros? That's yet to be seen, but I think the top three we're looking at is Curry, Thompson, and Reddit. Yeah, I like you said JJ Reddit. Mhm. Yeah, I, I like JJ Reddit. He, he has a, a good, smooth stroke too. That probably could be the consensus top three. Because you know, people still don't like. A lot of people don't know about Chris Middleton. We see, yeah. we kind of see, because you know, we see the Warriors and Clippers on TV all the time and on national TV. So. As as fans or just casual fans, they probably know those three names: Thompson, Curry, and Reddick. But 
they can very well be the top three, top four in, in this competition. James Harden. James Harden is a scorer. I really can't put the three-point label on him as being a, a three-point shooter. He's a scorer. So he going to score. If it was a scoring competition, it would probably be between him and Curry easy. But by being yes, a three-point, I, I think Harden probably falls fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth. Uh, I would I definitely agree with you on that. And, you know, we're looking at, out, you know, later in the night, you know, the main event of everything, you know, is the slam dunk contest. I mean, you got Zach Levine, who won last year. Um, you got Aaron Gordon from the Magic, Andre Drummond from the Pistons, and Will Barton from from the Nuggets. Can Zach Levine do what he <laughs> can? Can he do what he did last year? Well, that was an Instagram preview to his dunk. Even though they didn't show it to the camera off right when he was driving to the hole to do his dunk, but the uh, expression that Carl Anthony Towns made or or we saw in the Instagram video makes you wonder what kind of dunk he's going to do to win. Because I think he's going to win. I think he's going to repeat as a slam dunk contest winner. Zach Levine has just some very God-gifted athleticism and he dominated the, the the Rising Stars competition last night. He won the MVP there. So why not show some love to Minnesota Timberwolves? He'll bring home that trophy too. So he'll be going home with two pieces of hardware. This is a very good point, T. It's a very good point. And and when you when you think about it from that standpoint, will, do you think you'll see another 540 dunk from anybody other than Victor Oladipo? I mean. We saw the 540 dunk last year, and it didn't even get a 50. It got like a 49, 48, 49. It didn't even get a 50. So, will somebody try to do it again and, and do it cleaner? Or, I mean, how, how do you think that's going to go? Oh, man. Yeah, that that was something serious. We pretty much – have seen, I'd say probably about 90% of the dunks ever done, but if, if, if you're a YouTuber or you like looking at viral videos, there are a lot of, well, there are some dunks that haven't been done before in the NBA or the dunk competition. And I know that that's, that used to be one of the biggest competitions of All-Star Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I think you know, I'm talking about changing the format now. I think next season they ought to have some street dunkers against the NBA. Huh? Because because yeah, about that. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Some of the dunks I have seen on YouTube, it's just ridiculous. It that if they if if they were NBA players, they probably would, would win the dunk contest easy. I think oh, that would yeah. be something good. Or maybe or maybe have five NBA players and then let the fans vote on a YouTube person. 
sense, but but the criteria will be like someone that had some some college and maybe pro experience, but just never you know panned out or made it, or maybe been in the league a year or whatever you know. Just something creative, point. something for the fans, because yeah. it's for the fans anyway. Right. I mean. I know a lot of people, they've asked LeBron to be a part of it a number of different times, and he said no. And he said oh, yeah, this is a fans <laughs> league. You know what I'm saying? He's right. saying that this is a fans league, and he'll do anything for the fans. But you haven't seen him in a dunk contest. Now that he's older, I don't think we'll ever see him in a dunk contest, and that's kind of sad because of what he's done in the pregames for the last 10, 11 years. I mean, he could easily win a win a contest. I agree. At his age, though, and the wear and tear, he has put on his body. He probably won't see. He 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 probably won't win. But it would be good if he was if he decided to get in. But I don't see him doing it now. This late this late in his career, because he has he has lost a lot of his athleticism, even though he still. One of the best players in the league behind Curry, <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, if if he would have done it five years ago, maybe yeah, it, it would have been a sight to see. But he still has it though. But I just don't think in this in this late in his career he would he would do something like that now. No, not now, not now. I, I I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. But um, so Wednesday, Duke, North Carolina. I know that you're not a. I know that you're not a Duke fan. I know you 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 don't like Duke at all. But you know I'm a big Duke fan. That's a Wednesday night nine o'clock game. Shout out to my man Tyrus. But <laughs> I mean Duke's gonna win. Duke Duke's got to win. <laughs> I disagree with you on that. <laughs> oh man. I I really think yeah. North Carolina is going to put it on them. What where are they playing? They playing Chapel Hill. They playing in Chapel Hill. They're playing in okay, Chapel yeah. Hill. Yeah, it would be no contest, man. Nah, I take that back. It probably it probably be uh, ten points or less. North Carolina. You know, Duke's at a disadvantage <laughs> because they don't have that that front court depth like they've had in the past few years, but. They're also riding a three-game winning streak against against the Tar Heels, so you know I'm I'm waiting to see if that ball's going to drop any this, this night, this Wednesday night. So I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that game. But um, I think it's going to come down to what Grayson Allen and and uh, Mr. Marshall Plumley can do in the high-low game. So really excited to see this game. But before we get out of here, man, I know you got a I know you got a Valentine's shout out for somebody, so go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna give a Valentine's shout out to my baby, my wife, Wendy. I love you. Also to my mom, my stepdaughter, my daughter, Valencia. And I just wanna just say to everybody, God bless. And that was my man T-Rex there. And we got a couple minutes before we go. And, um, you know, 
I'm not with a special someone right now for Valentine's Day. So, you know, for those who are who are celebrating Valentine's Day, I hope that your days are are fruitful, happy, and and all in between. Um, just I want you guys to be careful out there. I want you guys to to uh, love each other, love one another, and just love life as a whole. And uh, for that, for that, we're going to step up out of here. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. Uh, let's go Duke <laughs> in that in that rivalry on Tobacco Road. You know, um, shout out to, like I said, just thanks to everybody that's that's, that's involved in this. And uh, until next week, let's go tailgating.